Hi, friends. Welcome to this week's slightly delayed bonus episode of Trash Future. My apologies for that. Just wanted to remind you that tickets are on sale for our live show, which will be held on May 30th at the Star of Kings in Farringdon. There's a link in the description. We'd love to see you. Please come out. Anyway, enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to TF. I'm Riley, like from all those other times. Uh, I'm joined in studio, of course, by Milo. It's me, your boy. Well, I'm uh, yawning today. <laughs> Milo, fresh back from yawning practice. That's me. I've been practicing all day and I'm ready to yawn, baby. <laughs> Nate on the boards, on the ones and twos, and on the threes and fours. Uh, yeah, I do all those things. I actually used to find the expression decks, like for DJs, really annoying. And so, like, when bands like the Beta Band had, like, such and such name in their band list was like he plays decks i'm like fuck you bitch but now i'm like now i'm on the boards and i think it's cool no it's tech decks exactly exactly it's tech decks you're you're there you're just there playing with a, f- a small finger skateboard but it's cool they have this <laughs> awesome mixer and so i'm a dj but i'm the dj who shows up with the awesome mixer and then i just plug an aux cord to my phone and play youtube yeah, that's, yeah. No, this is me this is me showing up to your party and playing the richie hot and boiler room set all night but mm. uh pretending that i'm mixing a dj playlist. Said that's, that's just the trash future theme song yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a YouTube playlist exclusively of like 80 stadium rock songs with like lyrics in the video, but it's all misspelt. With pure, periodic breaks for Bitcoin ads that show up. <laughs> Hell yes. And it's my kind of, of course, party. of course, yes. calling in from Glasgow. Ramadan the Mubarak, one, bitch. The only Alice Caldwell <laughs> Kelly. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, um,. It's in my hands, everybody. To, to use an army expression, I'm here just sucking the day's dick. <laughs> that's odd. That's an odd expression. Getting the day's dick um, Yeah, so it's in all of our hands. Mm, thank is. you. Thank you to Joan Ryan. Um, we all, it's, it's it, number one. That's their main, Change UK's main policy. It's, is, it's in your hands. Yeah. It is the future. And if you look in your hands, then you'll know that's where we're going and where we've been. And in my opinion, it's about ingenuity, because really, when you think about it, change is the petrol of the market. Mm. Jen Ryan looked at her hand and it said, Brexit equals white, remain equals black. I know I've got three jokes, but I'm going to keep coming back to the Pete Buttigieg, Laura Mipsum thing, because it's <laughs> never it's it's never going away. This is just politics now. You mean the the weird sample text Black yes. Lives Matter? Yeah, yeah where yeah, he was yeah, yeah. just um, like uh, corporate social responsibility. Black Lives Matter. It's <laughs> just just meaningless. Um, when you string pull uh, Pete Buttigieg, he has ten set <laughs> phrases. <laughs> well, the, the Change UK seems to have a million set phrases, and they all lead to their can- European election candidates resigning in disgrace. <laughs> oh, it's so good! Oh. It's just, so damn good. Their, their whole shtick that they were the professional politicians who know how to get stuff done and are going to be able to like work through the technicalities and difficulties of Brexit because of their sheer competence. Yeah, baby, the just- Labour Party was holding. Holding them back. Wait, let me ask that. a question. Like, like, I'll call this a straw poll. Call this a, a poll with sample size of four. Uh-huh. Whom in this room or on this call? <laughs> Let's has, play a game of whom in the room <laughs> has has received yes. any election mailers from any party? Oh, I don't check my mail. Of course you don't. You're <laughs> yeah, a- not checking your mail is practice, actually, along with not showering. <laughs> I have a, I have a fucking po- a post slot on my door, so I have to check it. Uh, mm. I've only received it from the Brexit party and UKIP. 
Everyone has forgotten that Scotland exists, as usual. So, no, yeah. nothing. Classic. I was going to say, Alice, have you got anything from the SNP, at least, or nothing? Not even that, no. because with, The with... SNP have forgotten that Scotland exists. <laughs> That's the well, next level of nationalism, is the cosmic brain thing. The yeah, other, yeah, yeah. other thing is, in, in Scotland, actually, David MacDonald, Change UK's yes. main candidate, quit because he decided Scottish... that they were a fundamentally unserious party. Scottish Labour rubbing their hands at no longer being the least oh. competent party in Holyrood. I mean, Yo, this party not even serious. It's, fanta- it's fantastic. I mean, the, the, lev- the level of self-assuredness and the media fawning that Change UK has enjoyed since they sort of announced mm. that they were breaking off with um, noted Venezuela fan Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn's um, Labour Party that when you think about it is actually Stalinism. Um, it is. They, the extent to which they have consistently fucked up at every single opportunity is breathtaking. Well, your Simpsons reference for this episode, Riley, is that the hype for it was just Gabbo. <laughs> Everyone who had a column was like, it's the new independent centrist party. What is it? It's well, so Gabbo. The, pro- the problem that they've experienced is that all of the Westminster journalists are a room for little people who love you, but the rest of the UK electorate are a bunch of sharks hungry as fuck. <laughs> what are you going to do? They don't. They, they're all selfish. They just want policies that they care about. Exactly. They're also, they want, they just vote for political parties. So we give them a policy. Like they don't even care that they like the political parties say inspiring stuff. Like it's in your hands. Look at it. It's you go ahead. Mm. When I see that it's in your hands thing, I don't know if you guys have this here, but the one thing that came to mind was being made to sing like vaguely religious songs when I was Kumbaya. a kid. Like, yes. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole yeah. world in his hands, baby. Yeah, it's it's Kumbaya, but for reducing the deficit and yeah. a strong um, <laughs> Atlantic I was alliance. Say, and controls on immigration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Carved into a stone. A big They're like, stone. Joan, Joan, we need to appeal to millennials. Stop saying it's in your hands and start saying it's in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Imagine defecting um, to the lib. Dems, though. <laughs> Just, that's... Can, can, we, can we pause and make the comment about the Green Party owning the Lib Dems with some of their mailers just being like, if you want to, you want to oppose Brexit, you might be tempted to choose the Lib Dems. Instead, choose a party that believes in Europe that isn't tainted by the coalition. And I'm just like, yes, get them. I'm not going to vote for you, but fucking get them. Well, Twist that knife. Speaking mm. of Europe, though, um, mm. one, of Ch- one of Change UK's major electoral promises I've also noticed is utterly undeliverable. It's like, if you want to stop Brexit... Vote change UK in the European elections on May twenty third. Mm. How you oh, can't? Oh, that's like that's like saying honk if you're horny. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, if you want to stop Brexit, vote uh, for change UK. People will then know that you want to stop Brexit. Like, it yeah. won't actually stop Brexit, but people. I, will I, I do agree. I will say though that like it actually makes sense because in the grand scheme of things, stopping you voting for change UK for the European Parliament is the same as you voting for change UK at Westminster election in the sense that all it's going to do is give someone a guaranteed salary to do nothing. So mm. like the, obviously they've got to go with the thing that's going to draw the most applause. But what really comes down to is there might be a couple people who wind up with well, how much is it like a hundred and five thousand euros or something yeah, like there well, it's, it's, yeah. it's linked isn't it because it, it fluctuates i mean damn why am i not standing in the european parliamentary why elections you? Lads, Fucking i need to go of a cab <laughs> might win holy shit <laughs> Oh, he might, oh, he might, he might do it. Like, I feel yeah. like that Trump. Tweet- I'm going to run under the name Hard On of a Lad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the it's gonna be um like Gavin Shuker and Sargon of Akkad, like Moriarty and Shakespeare of the like, same coin. 
<laughs> of who can who can be who can sidle up to racism a little bit more. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely will will stand in the European parliamentary elections and take a couple of trains to Brussels every month and collect one hundred and five thousand pounds or whatever the fuck it is. Come on, I'll I will do I'll happily do that. Make me your MEP. I'm like yes, hi, I'm representing fucking Peckham or whatever. Like me, the <laughs> oh, dude you don't American have to accent. represent who, anything who like it? that level of accountability. Yeah. It'll yeah, be yeah, like no, no. the southwest of England is yep. yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's just like Monopoly you just you go around to Brussels in your little metal shoe and you collect two hundred thousand euros I'll, 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 vote, I'll vote yes on the big pancakes and blackface bill of twenty twenty okay That's <laughs> what else does the European Parliament do the European Parliament's rap album big pancakes well, and blackface this is this is from um this is from an, an article Stephen Bush wrote in the New Statesman about just how badly they have fucked up mm. he said uh, but then added to these problems outside Change UK's control are the are those of its own making. <laughs> the party has badly bungled every opportunity it has been handed. The difficulty for any new party without pre-existing membership to select its candidates is that it has no ground army of volunteers to get voters out and no organic way to build excitement behind its candidates. But the advantage of having Especially the party's when leaders... Especially candidates are fundamentally unexciting. <laughs> but the advantage of having the party's leaders select all the candidates and then fail to properly vet them in any way <laughs> does not send a positive message it, about Change UK. Except many days of, of negative coverage. It turns out that you kind of need all of those party bureaucrats that you can't just take with you like when it's just six former labor mps in an office it's very difficult to vet people because none of them know how twitter advanced search works so that's out it's it's they're a that- startup. They're doing it from a garage. Yeah. They're sitting there. They've got a they've got a dartboard on the wall. They're just they're they're freewheeling, spitballing yeah. ideas. And they're here to disrupt mm-hmm. because exactly. they they have all the great. Remember, they have all the great new ideas of 1997. Yeah. I'm waiting for the <laughs> film of Change UK where like Chukaramuna is played by Christian Bale and he's just like coming up with political ideas while like ling- listening to like thrash metal and like air drumming along. And he's like, I know what we're gonna do. <laughs> I just wanted to pause and say that a spaceship has landed and uh, a. a a familiar face has emerged. Oh, is this me? Hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to go do some business, um, by which I mean hanging out with exactly four dudes, mm-hmm. hitting, the, hitting the burger quotient of five guys, no more, no less. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, we're here later to on, we're- I'll, have a, I'll have something <laughs> as a hedge against that risk. <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing there. I was going to say, we, we, call this, we call that a hedge fund. Mm. Anyway. Um, so, so yeah, this is, this is kind of where we are. And then the, to cap it all off after a series of defections to the Lib Dems, um, like candidates getting just deselected because they're, they're like insane pasts, Mm. um, utter failure to garner anything more than what, two or 3% of the vote in a national poll, um, at best. Mm. They all in the weird hands video. They also have their own uh, bus, which just looks like someone just. It's the first time <laughs> that the weird hands video will not be the Mister Hands video, <laughs> where I get fucked to death by a horse. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to Change UK on topping the Mister Hands video. The yeah. bus basically looks like you're testing out a new skin in like a shitty fighting or like you know shooter game from 2006. <laughs> it's got like JPEG compression on it. Yeah, yeah. it's like you selected yeah. the wrong skin and just randomly selected like a, a, a photo on your desktop of just like you know a printout of a fucking like a ticket for a flight or something and so you've just got font all over it no no particular <laughs> I way i don't get the concept of a bus in the sense mm. that like okay right no just like a- <laughs> <laughs> but really so what is a bus do, do you want to join silicon valley you could invent one yeah i could Ramadan's invent a bus taking a toll on all of us okay <laughs> <laughs> um, no what i mean what i mean is that like uh because Change UK reminds me of a very kind of 2006 style party, which, and as we know about 2006, it was like a great time for this TV show called MTV Cribs, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you remember when they used to do the cribs were in in the bus, and the buses would be like really. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> for the benefit of the listener, Nate just got up and just slightly moved just, Hussein's just, microphone just, towards just, his face. Just, <laughs> just like took his trousers down. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Is that okay? All right. It was okay. such Can a like exasperated dad segment? move. It was like I can't. Is like, I can't tell him how to do it. I just have to make him do it. Yeah. Like my dad. My dad used to get very angry when like I couldn't get the concept of like riding a bike, and I feel like this is very much the same thing. But Nate with the microphone, it's like how many fucking times have I like told you? <laughs> <laughs> to this, like, I, I was trying to make it so you could keep talking and yeah. get your point because I know you have Ramadan Hussein brain, but instead I'm not you even guys like, want to call I'm me a fucking dad. To, I'm not even you guys want to call me today. a dad. Fuck, so you know God. what? Fine, just fuck yourselves up. I don't care. Have a terrible recording. <laughs> now, this reminds me of my real relationship if, with my father. No, I'm joking. If you're not, um, if you're not fasting, well, anyway, then anyway. I don't have to eat so quietly on the microphone, so it's fine. <laughs> I just annoy the listeners. Bow, 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 bow. Um, so 2006... When you saw like Lil Wayne's bus and like Lil Wayne's bus in 2006 was like super cool. It had like a bunch of screens. It had like a water fountain inside. I don't understand Damn, that's why. that's a tricked out bussy. Um, yeah, that's a tricked <laughs> out bussy. But like the Change UK bus is just like a fucking, it's just like a coach. with like I mm-hmm. imagine like a bunch of empty seats. So all I can imagine is like during this weird trip around like the UK where like Mike Gapes and Chucka Muna are fighting over the pair of like startup, like WeWork branded flip flops. Oh, we will um, get to that. Uh, uh, you know they just end up in like a tiff where like mike gapes decides that i'm just gonna sit at the back of the bus and like do a hissy fit um imagine being yeah, in the coach like, toilet after mike gapes oh no oh, i don't damn. imagine that oh, no, but no, no, the other thing what we need is change my ride uk <laughs> with mike gapes tim, and tim westwood tim west tim westwood needs to campaign for change uk yo dog yeah, your election bus is sad okay we heard you like Stopping Brexit and having no other policies. Well, what we've done is we've put, we've put a stop Brexit button in your bus on top of another stop Brexit button so you can stop Brexit while you stop Brexit. Well, here's the other thing, though. Fire the the irony, of course, bus. is that in yeah. terms in terms of falsehoods written down the side of a bus, mm. Change UK is now tied one for one with the Vote Leave bus that said there'd be 350 million pounds for uh, the NHS. This is as much of a falsehood as that. Wait, what Vote- does it say on the cuck bus? It says, for a people's vote, for Remain, vote Change UK. You, They can't do that in the European elections. There's literally no mechanism for them to do that in the European elections. It's aspirational. It's completely it's misleading. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. We're trying to step on, on Change UK's glow up. Mm. No, it's it's this. Well, all this should show us is that like the sort of the fawning love that like that these you know <laughs> morons have received for the last few months, despite constantly fucking up at every opportunity, yeah. shows that really journalists. Are, a lot of these establishment journalists are just that their establishment. And when someone comes along saying to them, "Don't worry, we'll make it better. We'll make it like it was in the '90s," then they'll love them regardless. I think you had a point, Alice, that was really valid there too, which is mm-hmm. that people like Joan Ryan are complete morons and can only function or be politically intimidating in any way because they have this, these these. Just oh sure, like legions the- of spads and assistants and all these other fucking people. Oh, not that even, not them. even just that, but like constituency parties, all of whom now hate them because they've you know uh, frustrated their entire like partisan allegiance and now refuse to have a by election. Mm. So they don't even have the people to knock on doors. So that's going to be great. <laughs> it just it makes you realize that. Like, I mean, imagine to, to Milo's point, you get rent this bus, you get a really terrible graphic design for the outside, and then it's like, wow, a whole bus for nine people. Like, who's on that bus? 
It's like Mike Gapes, a person dressed up as a stop Brexit button, uh, a Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn intimid- uh, impersonator that they can all dump milkshakes on. Like, <laughs> who's on that bus? Tim Westwood. Well, I feel like also... <laughs> you know who I think might be on, on that bus? Mm. The man from Quora.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, before, before we get to that, I'd okay. like to, to finish out the Change UK section by now saying there are rumors that some of the Change UK Labour MPs are going to try to rejoin Labour. This is just like Westminster gossip that I, that I have heard. Of course. Lol, people, do be sa- people do be saying <laughs> so. Question, question, Amazing. question for if anybody in this room knows enough about the procedure, can they without a fight? Or uh, <laughs> I mean, they'd have to be reselected. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so, about, so about those constituency parties that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> this is like this is like this is like sad horns, but done through with like with like fucking future effects in the background. They basically, it's they have. Fucked up so badly as to, with such overconfidence, as to have utterly discredited their own cause. And also now they're all out of a job. It's wonderful. Damn. The worst part is, that isn't even the worst political gossip I've heard. Literally today, I heard from a, let's say, highly placed and well-informed source something about the SNP that would be so libelous, even I can't say it on here. Anyway, back to Change UK before we move on. We're not talking about any of their policies because all of their policies are complete nonsense. You can listen to our episode with Molly Goodfellow if you want to hear more about those. But rather just their, this is a new thing, which is their t- delightful inability to actually perform a relatively a task that should be relatively simple for experienced mm. political operators, which they seem to be unable to do. But hey, incredible. Maybe it's because the future is in our hands. Maybe the entire campaign of Change UK and the European elections is a metaphor. And the metaphor is for togetherness, but also individuality and going forward while remembering the past and ultimately twirling, twirling, twirling towards Europe. Twirling, twirling, twirling towards me. Yeah, maybe the real change UK is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate, the ultimate twist would really be if, like, they all they all lost their seats under the Change UK banner, and the only party that would select them for the next election was the Brexit party, <laughs> <laughs> and they all had to do a like a deputy dog style. It's a living, or, or or maybe they have to do like um, I like you. You were always my enemy, but I'll stand four square with you against Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's, like it's, like, in, it's like, like a Marvel universe type thing. Like it's an Independence Day style, uh, you know, I, I, you are my enemy, but I respect it's, it's you. It's Lord of the Rings. They mm. all think they live in the, I never thought I'd die fighting side <laughs> by side with a, a moderate centrist. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd die fighting side by side with a classical liberal. <laughs> I never thought I'd die fighting side by side with a YouTuber. <laughs> um, I mean, it really uh, does, it really does, like, there, there is really a universe where, like, Mike Gapes is defending, like, Sargon of Akkad oh, on the daily politics. Oh, it's yeah. coming. Believe me, oh, he's man. he's furious about the waste of milk involved with people dumping milkshakes on him. <laughs> <laughs> Regress- regressive alliance when they take the milkshakes from the north. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right, um, so Mi- Milo, I, you've you've got some some input today. So I get 
I get emails from a website known as Quora.com. Um, What's and, up to Quora? Uh, Everybody subscribe to Quora. Absolutely. Uh, subscribe to their private snap. Um, now, the thing about Quora.com is it's, it's Yahoo Answers for people with like kind of like fetid dad brain. And um, I, I stumbled on saying there today that was particularly cursed. And when you get the email, it only gives you what the question was. But like, I, I knew that this question was going to attract some insane answers. And I'm also like, why would you ask this question when you could just Wikipedia the answer? Anyway. The question is, is there really a prime minister's letter of last resort in the UK military? It's my understanding that in the event of the British government was destroyed, their nuclear submarine force would join up with America. True or not? Now, someone has answered this and they've given an incredibly long answer, which begins with like, yes and no, first is only one letter of last resort. There are four. One of the prime ministers first used one election to sign each one, having selected one of several tactical options. Each one is identical place in, in the, a safe on the submarine. It, it explains about how the technicalities of how it works for like a it's whole It's the page. letter that says what to do if the government is nuked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But then it gets to the very end of his, like, you know, page and a half, very factual explanation of what happens with these letters. And as all Quora answers do, it takes a little bit of a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Personally, I sincerely hope that there is a second letter on board each submarine, one that is open first and is in the hand of Her Majesty the Queen. If there is, it might read a little something like this. So this is this guy on Quora, just a guy imagining what the Queen would say for for the benefit of your information for Quora.com. <clears throat> it is by my command that you obey the instructions set out in the Prime Minister's letter of last resort, ellipsis. Unless the Prime Minister is, and air horns please, Jeremy Corbyn! <laughs> <laughs> No point even opening it if he is. Everyone knows he will have chosen option two, which I believe was the like p- put yourself under the command of America or something. Which I- I'm not I mean, sure. It's, it's the don't nuke back. Yeah. It's the don't nuke yeah. back one. Probably, probably why we have been nuked in the first place. In fact, you probably don't even have any nukes on board. If you're reading this, then at least that means he isn't prime minister anymore. Silver lining and all that. I'd head for Australia if I were you. Everyone likes the Aussies. Everyone You'll be safe does. there. Yeah. It's official, lads. The Queen wants you to have a bunning snack <laughs> as a naval reward. My, oh, my, my Queen Corbin Trident fan fiction has been widely. <laughs> my, my, fa- my favorite. My, my favorite part about Cora answer was kind of like, if you're reading this, you must have survived like a nuclear attack. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> As 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 the Britain has now been nuked and the royal family no longer exists, you may each enjoy this pocket pocket pussy modelled on the Queen. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> it's, what, it's what she would have wanted. This will stick it to the Russians. <laughs> if anything, if anything, we're, we're we're now closer to Venezuela than ever. Um. And then it's just a and then it's just a printout of every Google results page if you search Venezuela. <laughs> so wait, there's wait, an wait, information wait. leaflet from Matt Hancock that says nuclear winter. It's a great way to learn about your body. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so this imaginary letter he has is mm. obey the thing dot 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 unless it's Jeremy Corbyn. I'm just, yes. I'm just very taken with the idea of the submarine commander just being like, I probably should have read the whole sentence before I launched something. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn the queen and her love of suspense. Yeah. <laughs> She's fucked it. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be anything relevant past this ellipsis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh no, the printers ran out of ink. <laughs> At this crucial moment. Indeed. <laughs> now I have no idea what we're supposed to do with this pocket I mean, pussy. I, I mean, that's probably how we're going to like get into war with Iran, right? Like, yeah. you'll get some like fucking memo from a fax mm. machine, but just run out of ink. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Matt Matt Hancock's new no Matt, hipster Matt Hancock. 
Hancock in four years from now is going to be like a 2007 style Brooklyn guy. So he's going to have like one of those weird bikes and one of the long handlebar mustaches. And then he's going to be like, yeah, we're bringing back analog into the Department of Defense. Because also in this case, Matt Hancock is the minister, is the defense minister. Defense minister Nick Mullen. (laughs) <laughs> How was I supposed to know when I received this trailed off memo that said launch a nuclear strike on Ira that you meant launch and launch a nuclear strike on irascible dudes? <laughs> I've, I've hijacked this from Riley. I'm declaring myself the democratically elected president of the product segment. I respect. I respect. I I, st- I stand a true Ayatollah. Yeah. I hope you're wearing over a hundred military medals on the front of your jacket yeah. right now. Yeah. Joanna, Joanna Houseman, cute video when? <laughs> Multiple sunglasses at once. Uh, Riley is in a oh, secure, yes. undisclosed location, and we're doing this now. So, <laughs> in a secure, undisclosed uh, suitcase in the garden of the Saudi embassy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Riley walking backwards? Damn. <laughs> no, no, I'm moonwalking. I'm trying that, to learn yeah. from the best, Michael Jackson. Okay, exactly. right. So, back on topic. <laughs> um, already, now you know what it's like. Already a, already a harsh taskmistress. Uh, right, so the product is, it comes from a startup nobody's ever heard of, and I'd like you to imagine the worst piece of apparel you could have that would be connected to the Internet of Things. Oh, uh, Internet of Things enabled uh, Change UK election shirt. It glows whenever Chaka Romano likes a tweet. It has a similar yeah. effect on your libido, but not exactly. It, <laughs> underwear that glows when you're horny. Uh, underwear is glows. That would be, yeah. be dope. That would be so good. That's, that's Riley's new underwear fun. has overheated. <laughs> Or, or the opposite, causing under, a small fire uh, in the uh, trash uh, uh, studio. Uh, Un- underwear, underwear that that becomes extremely hot when you're not horny, so I, I, you, I'm, everyone I'm, knows you're safe to be around. I'm going, so it boils I'm, your cum to make you as infertile as possible. No, I, I'm gonna tell you because, like, you're as close as you're going to get, and it's an Internet of Things enabled chastity cage. It's Mm. Oh no! If, yes, no. Just to yes. explain no. this to the, I guess the it's lady. It's a cage listener. where you keep the girls you went to boarding school with. Oh, oh fuck. no! It's <laughs> good lord. It's 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 like a plastic tube into which a man or woman, I suppose, inserts their penis, and there's a lock that goes around the balls, right? And while that's on, you can't like where the pee is stored. Oh, yeah, where you can. You, it's thus the chastity. Now, take a moment to contemplate the horror of that plus Internet of Things, and you kind of see where this is going, perhaps. So yeah. when the Wi-Fi goes down, you can't yes. use your dick. It's, it's like yeah. the door to the trash it's like, office. It's, exactly <laughs> that. Yes. It's, it's really, this is a, we, we'd have this cautionary tale but, uh, heard too many times. But a couple of questions. First Shit. of all, first of all, how do you pee? Second... Mm. Oh, there's uh, a hole. Like you can you can pee out of it. You just oh, so can't. it's like a dick collar, so you can't have yes. sex, and it's connected yes, to the internet. Exactly. And you can oh. pee out, but no one can pee in. Is there a social element? Uh, there is an app. I don't know whether the app has like oh, social yes. media in it, but. <laughs> but, well, but but you would surely have to take it off to clean it. At which time you would then also beat off. I'm sure, right? Oh, like that's how you. you I mean, come on. I that's just a chastity uh, cage issue. Yes, that's, isn't, that's isn't an inherent the- like thing to the technology, but. This app is my favorite part of this because in discovering this, I watched a like seven minute long YouTube video demoing it and not on an actual penis, I hasten to add, which featured weird like Mario Kart ripped off music. And Sargon of a card. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part, this app is the 
only way to lock it or unlock it. It is like it's not fail safe. It's fail wow. locked. That is confidence oh, in your ability to provide an always on yeah. service. Now I'm just imagining a fucking New Yorker cartoon with like a couple sitting in bed with folded arms and the guy is saying to his wife, I'm sorry, dear, I've forgotten the password to my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you, and, and you wanted to spring for Xfinity. <laughs> <laughs> So well, isn't like isn't the thing with chastity belts that like you're not supposed to be the one who has control over yeah. it like someone else yeah mm. someone else like has the kind of lock or the I key think the to point open is that you it, it's someone else that has it but not an yeah. app developer who might take it the way of Flappy Bird or whatever where it just removes the <laughs> phone. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I mean, that would be bizarre, wouldn't it? It would kind of be like you'd have a chastity belt where like some kind of some like operator in like another country. Control controls when you can get a boner Talk and when about you can't. Facebook content yeah. moderators not being paid enough. The tech support for that. Yeah. Or, or what if somebody rage quits their jobs and they just lock everyone's dicks around <laughs> the world? <laughs> that, it's it's free to lock your dick up, but getting it out again is DLC. I, I for I for one love being a boss and ensuring that all my employees like have to lock their dicks up during the day. But therefore exactly. they don't pee and they don't have they don't bust in their offices and therefore they can spend more time doing business. Uh, change my pitch up, lock my dick up. <laughs> oh my god! So I mean, this is so we thought we had topped it with uh with the dick sucking well, with, machine. With this, you will top nothing. I'm probably exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's the dick sucking machine, the dick locking machine. Automation is fucking ruining our what, lives, guys. What, what happens if like you're about to get it off? Mm. You've won like you're in like mid boater mode, <laughs> and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, it has to update. Oh no! So you're kind of in this oh. stage of like oh. it's quite, it's like half open, half closed. And then like there's not enough space on your phone. You're like, you're like deleting stuff like you know weather.com. <laughs> deleting like fucking like Farmville. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so I want to know. I think of something there, worse about this, and I just thought there, of another one, which is yes, it's Bluetooth, right? So it connects to your phone. Um, ah, mm. that's the worst possible thing it could be. That's yes. so failure prone. But, Presumably, there's like a lithium battery in there directly next to your dick and balls. Um, nice. That's my kink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what happens if it runs out and what happens if it fails somewhat more dramatically, shall we say? <laughs> oh, I guess he was just trying to charge his Samsung Galaxy dick. <laughs> <laughs> trans 9 <laughs> But you become trans by accidentally blowing up your dick. And then you have to style up. You're like, yeah, I wanted to be trans. <laughs> I, yeah, I deliberately. That's how I chose to do it. I, I couldn't afford the surgery, so my collar theatrically as you say that. <laughs> yeah. Alice, I got a question for you like, though. Yeah, sure. Who is this being marketed to? Is this like Ooh. no fap vol sales, or is this like no, 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 stop no. your horny this teenage son from cranking? Not even that. This is like a crank three. <laughs> No, it's it's Listen, cupcake. If you don't unlock this chassis cage in the next fifteen minutes, <laughs> my dick's gonna literally explode. <laughs> <laughs> this battery is very prone to failure. It's a cheap Chinese made in <laughs> I think 
the target market is for like BDSM, right? I think it's a kink mm. thing. I think that you like you lock up your partner and then you like ah ha your control of your dick now depends on my phone. And also all of these app developers <laughs> and Amazon web services <laughs> and, and a lithium battery yes. and Bluetooth staying up and my Wi-Fi being connected. Damn, I thought you were saying my wife for the 2010s. <laughs> the dick won't pair with my phone. You just <laughs> No. <laughs> Yeah. No. Oh, it's so literal. It's... Uh, so I haven't seen the um, any of the information about this, but uh, is it? D- are there FAQs in the website? Oh. How much does it cost? I'm not even sure about price, but there is, in fact, sort of an FAQ. It's just the only FAQ is a seven-minute-long manual video. Delivered That's by a video. So wait, sorry. You can't answer if you have a question oh, no. about the remote control device that is around your dick with Get a potentially overheating battery. Get you can't YouTube. just control F a phrase oh, or no, word. No, 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 you no. have to sit through a you seven minute long video. What's up, gamers? This is my guide to like hacking the uh the, the dick cage. You have to make sure you that. like and make sure you like and subscribe. And make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, don't kid yourself, Timmy. If a if a dick cage got near you, it'd kill you and everyone you care about. <laughs> oh my god! And it's all oh delivered by this text to speech voice too, in a total <laughs> monotone. So it's it's very very strange. We should put a you know, link like, in the description you, or something. You, actually, you know, like those guys that do like YouTube videos about nails and paint and stuff, and they have uh, like mm. v- v- you know the voice that you did, yeah, like the yeah, Alan Partridge, yeah. like really screws. monotone voice. Yeah, like they're yeah. doing that, but for like this Bluetooth dick cage. Yeah. This week we're comparing different kinds of chastity cage. <laughs> um, welcome back to my channel, Alan's Chastity Island. Channel. It also sounds like a guy who would absolutely sure like, buy a chastity cage. Like yeah. <laughs> That is 100% a guy that exists. But I I, I guess the thing for me that's weird about it is that, okay, it's a kink thing. Cool. The thing weird about it. Just the one. Label it as a kink thing, but when you say chastity belt, what I think is sort of like the, you know, middle ages or like the weird not middle ages but like pretending to be middle ages yeah. things where it looks like it looks like a pair of uh, like women's underwear with like a fucking padlock on it <laughs> oh so like from from like the mel brooks robin hood yeah movie. Or, mm. or 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 from uh like well you know as... some of the weird 19th century anti-masturbation sure. implements where it looks like you put your dick in a bear trap the sort and of stuff like my wife's boyfriend makes me wear <laughs> yeah, of course. that kind of shit but i mean like you know what i mean because yes. it, when it was this chastity belt i assume like a thing to stop you from fucking not a thing that like your partner can do mm-hmm. to like spice up your sex life i mean in in a way, I feel like you know, marketing it as explicitly BDSM works better than marketing it as like because mm-hmm. to me, I, all I can think of is like, oh god, someone's poor, some poor Mormon kid is going to get his dick locked up by a parent who doesn't know how to pair an app, and like it's just going to be downhill from there. <laughs> I, I, I think this is pretty much <laughs> taking parental controls to the next level. Do you I know, know what? I know you watch all the porn you want, but I, I got exa- the keys I, to the dick. I know exactly what's going to happen because it's Bluetooth enabled, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like. You'll end up in this weird situation where, because like I don't know where, you know, because like Bluetooth enabled devices not only can connect to so many of them, but they just connect to just like random Bluetooth devices. Yeah, you'll mm-hmm. end up in a situation where you're desperately trying to like unlock your chastity cage to like pee in the middle of the night, and like you can't do it because it's like connected to your headphones as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like you have to, you have to get your stereo to stop playing Post Malone so you can unlock your dick so you could pee. I, I was thinking even funnier than that. What if you come home from a hard day at work? 
uh, and then you you're trying to pair your, well, your a semi network <laughs> a semi network <laughs> trying to pair your phone with like your speakers to play some music while you re- relax, but you accidentally unpair and then you unlock your son's dick, not realizing it. <laughs> so he's just fucking cranking away and like you know, and then he gets so uh, he realizes his dick is free, and so he pairs his <laughs> iPad that he's using to jack off to watch porn with to watch anime porn with the speakers, and instead of you hearing whatever music you want to listen to to relax, it brings on like an, like a hentai porn, and it's just like <laughs> unique. Weird anguish Japanese yelping. Error. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I never say such a like convoluted scenario, but it's also like the exact scenario that you would read in like the letters pages of the Spectator. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, this is so dumb. I can't believe I'm doing this. No. But describing a meme through an audio <coughs> medium, but famously, there's one that a friend shared with me where it's like it's like a screen grab from a hentai porn of a girl being like. I'm not a virgin. You can fuck me harder. And then like in the top of the screen, it's a notification. Thing. This is mom. Mom text messaging you saying, please unpair from the Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Also come downstairs. <laughs> we need to talk. This is, is I think, look, I think that this is unpair from your father's chastity cage. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, this, all this shows me is that there is a growing subset of fetishists out there mm. whose thing is frantically looking up forums for previously uh, tried fixes. Someone uh, just had whose thing is locked up. Dick. Well, I mean, I've heard people say that venture capitalists feel as though they're running out of things to invest in. And it's just weird because, I mean, say what you want, but if I were a Saudi venture capitalist, maybe I wanted to like stand out a little bit more and be like, no, I could invest in another office share scheme or I could invest in Wi-Fi enabled dick locks. And <laughs> who knows? I mean, maybe that's the thing that's going to make you make partner at your firm. Oh. Senator <laughs> for Missouri, dick locks. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm quite upset by that. Um, I'm going to have to find I, I, I have one more welcome. question. Can I ask one really quick more question about this? Does it come in different colors? Uh, it comes in a kind of hard ABS plastic in a kind of lavender mm. shade. Okay, because nice. it'd be like cool if it had like sh- you know those like uh, racing stripe red, mm. like the blue. Ooh. That'd be pretty cool. You're just describing a Beyblade. It would duck egg yeah. blue. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be di- it would be dick blade Beyblades. Yeah, it'd be Beyblades for adults. <laughs> uh, it, what, Beyblade after ones dark. in, oh, man, ones in actually, all the Oxbridge and Ivy League colors. I to, found, you know, their, I found their website. <laughs> And oh man! I found some copy. There's a paragraph of it, so okay. I don't know how we're doing for yep. time. But shall I read you this paragraph? Go ahead, please, please it. go ahead. It, it, it should give you a sense of like the kind of value and stuff that we're looking at here. Okay, QIUI was established in 2017. Comma half a year occupies more than 80 percent of the domestic product market. It is committed to improve the level of human sexual life constantly develop and produce creative and practical products. All products are original designs, self-production to achieve high standards, high quality. Long-cherished wish to change the cultural status quo and promote the development of sexual culture. We constantly seek cooperation and opportunities. Change UK. Yeah. <laughs> Corporate I really want a chastity cage. <laughs> a chastity cage printed up with like the Change UK bus. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, moving ever ever so swiftly on, um, mm. I'm seizing control of the podcast back again. Uh, oh, damn. As my the as, means of podcast production. Indeed, as my as as my guerrilla revolutionaries um uns- unseat the tyrannical Alice. Who are actually I'll, chimps. Um, I'll be back as soon as the State Department gets me back on side. <laughs> as soon as Elliot Abrams puts you <laughs> yeah. back in charge. Um. So I wanted to close out today's episode by talking about a long-standing sort of favorite uh, friend of a company that the podcast interacts with in a way that I think is more of a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a company I consider a personal friend. 
And it certainly has control of all of our chastity cages. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, uh, they, do, they do very good flavoured water. I'll give it to them. They do very good flavoured we're we're settle we're settling in we're 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 locking our artisan bike grabbing one of the four beers we're allowed a day and then <laughs> settling in for a long day of of graphic design because it's time to talk about WeWork. Yes. God, I love I love reclaimed wood. I love coffee <laughs> on tap. I love uh Jamal Khashoggi's killers didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All important things in the WeWork universe. I work yeah. opposite Jamal Khashoggi's killers in my WeWork space. <laughs> and it's all about connecting with people. And so exactly. connect and understanding their side of the story. And maybe he had it coming because he didn't have a WeWork stick. Exactly. One thing you can say about J- Jamal Khashoggi is that many of his problems lied in being disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Fuck. So, oh my God. This is comes from an interview Ooh. that Bloomberg did with Adam Newman, the CEO of WeWork, and a little bit of it is about uh, what WeWork is now doing to stop being such an awful. Like when I say awful, I don't mean awful in terms of like, oh, they're such a Organ bad company, mate. but like an incompetent company that loses say, money. They they lose money like shit, and they're also awful as terms Indeed. of just like the way that they. But then to talk. Then to talk about Adam himself. So let's start with um. The, the 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 intro so basically we work um which is, as we know is this office space startup that somehow is a tech company because of reasons mm-hmm. um basically just had tons of in, its investment pulled by japanese investment bank softbank um and so this is from the article <laughs> we've also invested in the chastity cage <laughs> no that's better that's, that's, so. that's their that's their rival hard bank <laughs> semi-bank with, with it Here's the from the article. With a cash infusion almost an order of magnitude less than it had expected, WeWork now has to figure out on its own how to stop from losing $2 billion a year. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. So what are are they doing? Even by the standard... Yes, go ahead. How much less is an order of magnitude less? Like, how much are they guessing? They were going to get like I think twelve or fourteen billion from SoftBank, oh, and now they're getting almost nothing. Amazing. So because their Damn. whole their whole business model, and that's like the beginning and end of it, right? Their whole huh. business model is basically just getting more and more venture capital. Yeah. Well, well basically, go ahead. Sorry. Why is it like okay? Because it seems to me that like this isn't a, like their business model. I, they're clearly like fucking something up because it seems like a fairly easy tried and tested business model like you you buy some space or you rent it on a long lease and then you sublet it to other people for more money like how are you like it's not exactly complicated like you just need to work out how much space you have and how many clients you have and make sure the clients are paying enough that it's more than you're paying for the space like yes, it's not it's not difficult they're, they're fucking that up so correct me if i'm wrong here riley but as i understand it the, the conundrum of we work is that they have acquired they've rented they don't own the space They've rented so much space and so much of their space is vacant or not full enough that basically, unless they can continue to grow massively and get more capital invested, they're not able to operate because yeah. they've they've just overextended themselves to the point where it's like you have we work like in fucking Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically oh, if you wanted- like I've opened a local bakery. Unfortunately I've made fifteen billion cupcakes <laughs> <laughs> which will no longer be edible by next week. So I'm relying on a lot of growth and capital investment. I want to give her angel investors. Yeah, essentially if you wanted to say, like I think a pyramid scheme has a more sensible business model than we work because like at least a like at least a pyramid scheme doesn't hoover up all of the real estate in areas where people need to live. I actually work in a pyramid. It's great. <laughs> so even this is it's run by this very, these very famous Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, keep, they keep saying that like they actually built it. But. A bunch yeah. of Irish dudes in bandages. So even <laughs> even this is from the and we're not making fun of the article. The article is 
notably very skeptical of WeWork, but this is this is the facts. Even by the standards of its cash incinerating startup cousins, the company's business model, taking out long-term leases and renting out short-term parcels, doesn't even deserve the favorable tech treatment a tech company and looks glaringly vulnerable to an economic downturn as the global bull market in equities uh, stutter steps towards year 12. By the way, yes, that started as soon as the crisis was over. Amazing. So it's like, yeah, we're due for another crisis. So they've managed to fuck up being a landlord, which is famously mm-hmm. a profession that the dumbest people on earth can do. If yes. we've learned anything from the Grenfell Tower effigy people. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they actually lost all of that funding because they boycotted B&Q. and yeah this is an investment officer uh a major like investment manager says this of we work they don't even make money even with the economy roaring if the economy softens all the receivables vanish and so yeah they can't even make money and it's in a time of growth and yet they are constantly getting money shoveled at them and they're able to occupy all of the prime real estate in most cities i'm wondering if like if there's actually an economic crisis and they go belly up. Does that mean there's sudden, there's suddenly going, going to be, a, to be a huge oversupply of prime real estate because all these leases are going to be canceled in whatever bankruptcy they go into? I'm sure there won't be any repercussions from that. Like, <laughs> no. yes, they're 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 no, they're going to get taken over as a cult, and we're going to figure that out. No, soon. we're going to we're going gonna... to transition into soup kitchens and just be we yeah. soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so... going to get a huge dot com style office for Trash Future with like an air hockey table and a punching bag. And, uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to go. You're not, Hussein's rules are you're not allowed to pee unless you only go to the toilet on a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and you, and you have scooter. to wear a chastity belt throughout the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, exactly. And we will stay and, focused. And we will be checking. Your boss <laughs> will unlock your dick if you. <laughs> want to go to the toilet um, <laughs> oh man now that's the kafala system um, <laughs> so so uh here is here's how, how what we work plans to do about it because they aren't doing nothing but they're doing something that appears to be up to, it's not crimes but it should be we work <laughs> creating a 2.9 billion dollar investment fund called arc with a canadian real estate investor called ivanhoe cambridge that aims to raise uh, billions me. his name is ivanhoe cambridge that definitely doesn't sound dodgy at all it definitely doesn't sound like a no, weird, it's one of like, the largest ones like wolf of wall street style investment mm-hmm. hedge fund so it aims to raise billions of dollars to buy stakes in buildings where we work will be a major tenant wagering that buildings become more valuable with we works in them sure let me just let me just ask this question as a like like pretend i'm i'm like a junior investment banker okay. in a meeting of, of of just straight up investment sharks okay wouldn't it have been made more sense for them to buy some buildings instead with this all this money in the good days versus mm. renting buildings in every city on the planet no they like to be asset light that's part of their corporate philosophy about vibes. Ah, oh, they've, they've taken this strategy from British councils. <laughs> you become a better business by Holy selling shit. off all of the things that enable you to do business. That's true. WeWork is the... Is when, when British councils are run like a business, they're run like WeWork, which is a business that only works because people keep shoveling money into it. I'm sorry, Tower Hamlets Borough Council, but you have to let these people murder Jamal Khashoggi in your foyer because they've rented the space on a co-working agreement. So basically, WeWork is going to start buying buildings with lots of different tenants in them and then renting those buildings back to itself. Uh, the fund will be run independently, mind you. It's going to be independent of WeWork, but mm. from their office leasing business's office and will remain under the executive team's control. So for all intents and purposes, WeWork will be sitting on both <laughs> sides of the table when it leases spaces from itself. It, it's basically like the Spider-Man meme as a business. 
Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. Because They're running around the table and changing outfits frantically as they sign the <laughs> leasing agreement. <laughs> to, don't worry. WeWork says an independent ARC investment committee will head off any potential conflicts of interest. And one of the executives of Ivanhoe Cambridge will be among the arbiters. And he trusts himself to make sure deals are fair. Wonderful. So yeah. I don't know if you've heard the story about this, but the, one of the reasons why the capital costs are so high on building things like uh, infrastructure things in New York is because you have an arrangement just like this, where the only people at the table are people who are who stand to benefit for things costing more. Like you have the construction company, uh, the unions of the companies that are going to be building the things, and whoever it is from the from the federal uh, who's going to be receiving money from the federal government that's going to subsidize this. And so it's like if you put all those people together, like what you, they, I'm sure they can come to a thing that meets whatever planning requirements or sort of like basic underwriting requirements it is to pass like in this insane market. But that doesn't necessarily doesn't mean they're going to be like fucking throwing the book at themselves. Yeah. Like that's, it, 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 it would be if it wasn't so terrifying in terms of what that means for this enormous bad, bad at their job landlord. Yeah. It would be hilarious. Just locking <laughs> myself just like, into the chastity cage as an, uh, <laughs> as a like, oversight like thing the way that it works is that if we decide that we're going to buy a thing and rent to ourselves we only do it if all three of us agree and the way that we all agree we know we agree is if everyone unlocks each other's dick <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you can't trust ivanhoe cambridge who can you trust <laughs> right so it, it appears as that they are trying to solve this problem by again becoming a property monopolist which if i recall the last time we had genuine property monopolism was in like the was nine that guy in the little shoe. I was in the nine hundreds <laughs> in France. Oh, this I don't is, know enough about this. Yeah, this is I, don't really, I don't know if I know that shit. Well, well it's, 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 like... it's 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 basically feudalism, where you you because this is more or less you you become WeWork owns everything, and in renting from WeWork, you become a tenant farmer of WeWork, except you're farming, you know, value or bad design. Do you think there was a, a feudalist trash future where a bunch of peasants <laughs> just got together around a fire and were just like? This is kind of bad. Actually. They just got fucking rocked on mead, and we're like, you know, what if what if you didn't pay tithes to your lord? Yeah, what, if, what if your lord paid tithes to you? Midden's mm. Advent, the podcast about how the Advent is midden. <laughs> yeah, like I, wait, wait, uh, there I, has I'm been an offshoot of the oldie peasants' revolt with a group of the the more centrist peasants. <laughs> no, I'm going. But they going, have lost their I'm seats. Going we're, we're, again. we're doing this. We're doing trash future throughout history. This is like this is a strong. Let's go. Yeah. It's like what 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 recipe for peas porridge makes you bust the hardest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we know that in the in what in the 1910s I'm the I'm the American who gets like hypnotized by this by the aristocratic looseness of the UK and then mm. undercover not the UK but like Europe and then uncovers its like dark underbelly. Oh man, uh, the 1910s yeah. trash future is such a strong concept. Like, Alice, what mm-hmm. were you what were you saying earlier? You were oh, I'm like, <laughs> let's see, public school boy went to a minor public school and then went completely insane and like adopted Arab garb. That's like five hundred <laughs> British dudes in the 1910s. So that's <laughs> oh, I yeah. keep I keep thinking to myself though. So they finally get around to the idea that maybe we should own the buildings so that we can we can charge rent on the buildings instead of using other people's rent to pay our rent. And but at that time, what they're also going to do is they're going to rent to tenants and they're going to continue to jack up the prices because that means they can then start to squeeze more value out of those tenants to pay off their enormous debts for all the renting they're doing on their other business model. Yes. But in so doing, I one assumes that they're not going to be able to scale up fast enough 
uh, to 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 basically to make it so that they aren't just like randomly outpricing their own clients. That's yeah. my thought. Because yeah. my, my idea is like, okay, if every WeWork building did this, and they got a huge amount of capital and they bought all these buildings and so on and so forth. But what would make me really laugh is what if in doing this, they jack up the prices on their prime properties? And so the people are like, fuck, this is so expensive. I'm just going to rent from this other WeWork that's actually a rental property. <laughs> and so they're literally, they wind up driving their clients away from the buildings they own into the buildings they're paying rent on. It, it makes a lot of sense, in my opinion. I mean, all, I, I see this this whole thing where you sort of semi buy and semi own the, the buildings that you've mo- that you have sort of rented, but now kind of yeah. own with your friend who is you, but sort of isn't, uh, in a way that you can just more or less make deals with yourself again, mm. mostly so you can enable a lot of togetherness among people whose jobs don't need to exist. I see that as requiring most of the usable land area in major cities. Wait, but, but the well, important like, thing is that you've got a semi, and that means that I've got the Internet of <laughs> Things device for you. Um, so, but like one, one smoothly, more thing yeah. though is yes, that like go ahead. you know how with uh, with Grace um, uh, Grace Blakely, you're talking about like disruptions of capitalism and how it like shifts temporally or spatially or whatever. This yeah. is the last one of these. Is it's just capitalism at its most efficient just becomes looper. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my my last one was the the sh- is temporal. It's spatial first in imperialism, then temporal through financialization, and then just credibility by doing crazier and crazier things that are more like cooked up by an ethered out Doc Brown. But that's actually not the central focus of what we're talking about here, because we always knew that WeWork was going to do something extremely, extremely evil in a way that fucks with a lot of people, their tenants and just people who need to live places. Um, But here's the thing. Here's, Here's it's Newman that I really want to focus on. The corporation is now rebranding as We Co, which will include its communal residence business, We Live. Tagline, build a world where no one feels alone. They love changing their name, the fucking Blackwater strategy. <laughs> and, and a private elementary school arm run by Newman's no. wife called We Grow. No. <laughs> Dead serious. No. Yes. So, so their solutions so their solutions about business. They also have is- a gym, they have a health club called Rise by We. I know this because it's really good. I've gone to it. It's in uh, it's uh, in the financial district in New York. Yeah, um, but yes, they're in gyms too. So, when you're lifted by an enormous tide of piss, communal <laughs> <laughs> showering, so, Pico. So their solution to their business problem is we're just going to make an actual cult. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's so, told you, that's the that's the third displacement of capital: <laughs> spatial, temporal, credibility. I will say that like I've noticed this in the building that we rent for our studio for our other very very credible business idea, which is have a podcast that's paid for by the internet. Uh, <laughs> we noticed this that, that they, they were always getting invited to events because it seems that the WeWork model is like totalizing your job into your life, so that you, you're basically. It's it's an expectation that if you're going to rent from WeWork or its competitors, that they're going to throw social events and generally like try to like absorb your life because it really does seem to me that there are people who who like this. Mm. They like the idea that like yeah, your, your office has a personality or something. Nerds. It's, it's like yeah. being an undergraduate forever, and every week is not- Freshers' Week. So, so when I was in America, we have an office in a WeWork in Dumbo, and it was the first time that I spent like a whole week inside one of those places, and like basic, I don't know, like the, you could. <sighs> I don't know if people are really into it, but like it kind of doesn't. There's nothing really that special about it. It's like just an office. It, it. I mean, it is just like a building of very small offices, so you don't even get a big office. It's like these very small kind of glass cubicles where the kind of selling point is that they're soundproof. Um, 
but also it'll be work no one can hear you scream right right right. that's pretty that's pretty much it and like you get lost all the time because like the floors are kind of organized in a really weird way um like you you know and also i don't know whether this is true for every we work but the one in new york like if you're running a we work you have you're you're like you have to go to one kind of we work event a month and that can be anything from like a talk to um uh like evening socializing pizza you know ping pong event uh, but you have to like you have to do one of those things because it's part of like the WeWork community. Yeah, a communal golden shower event, for example, right. the kind yeah. of thing they would have. E- yeah, evening um, comet ping pong and pizza. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a feudal fertility ceremony in springtime. Everyone gets their dick unlocked for twenty four hours. On <laughs> <laughs> new offshoots such as We Molest. Oh, also the the last thing is that the We Grows tagline. Uh, the school is unleash every human's superpowers. So it's that like, sounds so alarming. So it's yeah, like, yeah it's, prof- it's Professor X's school for um for former gifted children. <laughs> <laughs> and what they mean is they're unlocking all of they're unlocking all of their dicks and just letting them <laughs> cutting them loose. So those are the three the three main pillars. And Ark represents a fourth pillar, uh, and this is where we get to Newman. Newman in his office says, "I like triangles." And I feel like what? this ruins my triangle. What? <laughs> I like triangles, such as this scheme that I'm running. <laughs> now, it's very important that you remember that it's a triangle, so and th- not one of those things that the Irish built. <laughs> so remember, of the this board, is- Pythagoras. <laughs> this, this is what capitalism does. It m- gives billions and billions of dollars to people like Adam Newman, who Ralph just Wick. sort of stumbled dick first into it, and then is unable to let them fail, so he can come up with strategic insights like... I like triangles. That's I mean, that's Sun Tzu Machiavelli right there. Like, I guess it's just weird to me because if we had an investment for someone to give us like ten thousand pounds, we could we could basically have this thing completely built up in a studio. We could have done it overnight. We would have had to record with like your falling apart ass mixer or like some other shit. We wouldn't have had that. I, I, could, I could get a salary instead of being an intern. Yeah, like <laughs> there's so many things we could do, and like ten thousand pounds is probably we could unlock Alice's dick cage. <laughs> Like I don't know if we'd go that far. Like te- WeWork probably spends ten thousand pounds a month in London alone on soap. Like it's just it, the 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 extent to which this literally is. Hey guys, wouldn't it be cool if we plugged up this volcano with dollar bills and then like, yeah. well, wow, yeah. it burned again. Let's keep trying. Yeah, just keep like plugging it up. Like it just it, it just boggles the mind because you realize how much. In the same way that when when New York was offering those tax investment or t- to tax breaks to Amazon, mm-hmm. you realize the sheer scale of what they were offering. If that actually went to people who like did other things in the economy, it would make such mm-hmm. a difference. But instead, it doesn't. It just goes to. Yeah. This money pit. Yes. People keep bringing up the WeWork soap expenses, but look, guys, at the pizza and ping pong night, things get a bit dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know I kind of, it, what, what it kind of reminds me of, like, the, like where the direction of WeWork is going is like, it, it, it's sort of reminding me of like Soho House. Mm. Like, also one of these, like, well, what is it? Shortest House and stuff, right? Like, these kind of, this, like, these, these kind of experiential businesses that don't really kind of generate anything other than this kind of concept of like, we can sell you a particular kind of lifestyle and also the idea that they kind of seize public space. So like when I was a freelancer, one of the big issues was that I was never really able to find anywhere to work because I couldn't afford an office. Mm -hmm. Working from home wasn't tenable because of like traveling and everything. Mm -hmm. So, and when, and you, you become really, what you become really aware at that point about like how 
little public space there is in like major cities like London yeah. and New York mm -hmm. because when you're finding yourself having to like hang out in a prep for like hours and hours and waiting for like someone to like leave the seat where the plug socket is yeah um and then so that you and can the, charge your chastity case. But the thing is, this is how like places like Soho House like really pitch themselves. They're like, oh, okay, so you can either be a freelancer who like hangs out in Pratt's, which is like the cheapest mm. option if like you're living like working in London, you need to kind of operate there. Ninety nine p an hour, baby. <laughs> or you can go some with kind of library. Or you can or you <laughs> can store now. Or you yeah. can go with us and we can guarantee you unlimited plug sockets plus <laughs> the loads of fan version of the emperor from star wars <laughs> 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 loads yeah. of loads of fancy drinks plug sockets beyond your wildest imagination a small swimming pool on the top of the roof mm. and lots of soap that smells of citrus which is perfect for when we have pizza and ping pong night in the basement yeah. don't ask us how uh, much don't ask us about that this is like the pizzas are really good we get it from this place in washington don't, don't ask us what we're doing with those children <laughs> <laughs> don't ask us what powers we're giving them like we Work sort of kind of feels like it's in that vein of like Shoreditch House, Soho House. Experiment like our value comes from the idea of having experience, and our value comes from the idea that like you live it, you live in a city where there's basically no public space. So we're going to sell you something that should, in theory, be like a right. Yeah, or that the, the things that would make your life more stable don't matter. What you want is cold brew on tap and like a per particular kind of West Coast decor that they've expre exported yeah. everywhere in the world now. Mm -hmm. Like mm. and 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 that that somehow work and the frustrations and the requirements of work are somehow better in a place where everyone's trying really hard to act like they're in love with the place where they sit all day without you know attending to the fact that it's very easy to be incredibly frustrated in the, in, in this economy working in whatever capacity you can and and honestly if you're in a company where you're not worried about this shit you probably aren't renting from WeWork because you're probably working for a fucking bank or something like Indeed. that well, yeah mm -hmm. he, if I, he said WeWork's office culture remains a huge part of what the co-working company is selling so when they say that they assume WeWork's will make a building more valuable it's basically this culture that they're talking about so its mission statement Damn. is to quote elevate the world's consciousness so it's like the Joe Rogan experience but a co-working space. Oh my god. Yeah. Co-founders wearing yeah. shirts that read high on we and operationalize love. <laughs> That's what we grow is. <laughs> operationalized love. High on we, I personally like. Yeah. Getting getting fucked up. No, they're all getting fucked up on Jenkum. Operationalized love is a lesser known Buggles album. Address workers sipping from metal reusable cups that read always half full. Uh, Why not just full? Why you like <laughs> Why the, the coffee full? is free? Well, yeah. uh, uh, what if you, you made like a total goth WeWork where it was just horrible taxonomy everywhere and everything was just like dark and painful, but or, like, horrible taxidermy everywhere and everything was just dark and painful. But the one selling point was they didn't make you go to awful social events. Yeah, like, fine. Horrible. That's just an office. Sure. That's just an office. Horrible taxonomy everywhere is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very strong concept. I'm having a really tired day. I'm sorry. Human I mixed frames. up my smart person. No, word. you accidentally created a very interesting concept of horrible taxonomy everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and only Nate is acting like he's fasting. <laughs> mm. Let's New decide, let's break down exactly what's going on with WeWork in Newman horrible frames his idiosyncrasies in terms of spiritual enlightenment, which he says was especially heightened after SoftBank took away the extra fourteen billion pounds in well, January. My losses was less, baby. <laughs> oh, Mike let's the situation, Sorrentino for WeWork. There. Let's not build a company just for the sake of revenue. He says part of creating value is not maximizing. Then he spins the conversation back to life coaching. Ask me what I think my asking me what I think my superpower is. Wait, he is like Joe Rogan. Meant to do that, like. 
actually, it was better that SoftBank took their money away because they were actually, fake friends. Uh, yeah, actually, I, mean, I, I just want people that love me to not maximize my value. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. This is we we often joke about. Oh, it's whether what if the real revenue was the friends you made along the way? That's their business model. <laughs> <laughs> and like we were, we work founder. Like the other, the other, the other day, I I was watching Sebastian Menescalco stand up, and I was really high, and I just started, I just started, I just started weeping, and, uh, and then like and that's really the kind of thing I'm hoping to bring to WeWork, and it's like Doctor Joseph Mengele nodding, absolutely. Well, let's look. We talk a lot about about this, right? We talk a lot about. Where's the recession coming from? Because all of these companies grow when times are good, even though this one seems, can't seem to because it's run by someone with the IQ of a child. It is still managing to be successful despite itself. But like, but that, that's, that's the reason why it's successful is because it, you're in an environment in which it's not been a challenge for businesses to get funding. Yeah. And they, obviously, businesses in most cases need a physical location. And so I remember when I, in my old job, working in a building that uh, it wasn't a WeWork, but it was like a WeWork competitor style co working space. And they had meeting rooms. We just were here in London actually filming a video and we had to use one of these meeting rooms. And they had made everything like the decor was ridiculous. There was like a full bar in the basement, but then obviously nobody was buying drinks for because it was like 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. Uh, but they had buttons in each of the meeting room that you could press to have them bring you coffee. And it was like the extent to which people are willing to pay that level of for that level of shit when there's a bull market. I think WeWork has been able to capture that. But when that goes away, no one's going to care if they have, you know, Danish modern furniture in their fucking entryway. Mm-hmm. They're just going to, people are going to want to spend less money on rent. I have a question. The first thing that's, go ahead. Um, how would you, like, do you think it's even possible if you went into business right now with the intention of fucking up and like losing as much money as possible? Do you, how would you do it? Or could you even do it? Wait, WeWork is Brewster's Millions? Yes! That's what I'm thinking. I think it's some kind of weird hypothetical thing. Hmm. But that's remember, this is the this kind of company is supposed to be the en- one of the engines of growth. It's the big IPO. It's the it's the one of the most valuable in the world. I think I've got and, it. I yeah. think I've got it. Is it so far, there's been so much money to throw at this, right? Mm. There's been so much venture capital, so much insane untaxed trillions fucking sloshing around in the last 40 years, especially since 2010, right? Mm. So they've managed to convince these Rube investors, or even maybe not Rube investors, to invest in them because they're constantly pitching the experiential side of it. And they're like, look at this. We have skateboards and rosewood tables and X and Y. And that's worked. And now it's not working anywhere because their balance sheet isn't reflected. Like They're not mm. going to grow. They're, they're not going to be able to sustain their business. They're going to go bankrupt if they can't get more funding. And like like a dog that's been praised for the wrong reasons. There's like, oh, we need more experiential shit. That's going to get more people to give us money. It's like, make everything rosewood. So like, really, sir, that's endangered wood. What, Do it anyway. So no, what we're doing is really, we are like, I don't know, maybe two quarters of sluggish growth away from WeWork Summer Camp becoming Jonestown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of this like, WeWork decides they really need everything to be rosewood. And so they're just like, they just invade Madagascar. They're just cutting down old growth That's forests. It. There's a button in the meeting room where they bring you Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's, it's like the Mark Thatcher's phone rings. Like, I haven't seen this phone ring in a long time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's kind of the going the same... The Guinea hotline. <laughs> it's kind of going the same way as like all these like new media companies that we've spoken about, right? Like mm-hmm. the ones who are also still getting a lot of like venture capital funding despite the fact that they're not making money and like their answer to not making money is we're just going to cut like loads of our stuff rather than really think about like well what are we actually making and is it useful but what Mm. i was thinking about was about like 
the way that WeWork seems to be like so much worse because on the one hand, on this one level, you've got this company that doesn't really have this clear path of making money because it's so dependent on like human capital. But in the human capital in their buildings, like are also companies that are pretty much like doing nothing. Like they're all like graphic design companies or they're all like random consultancies or well, they're like, digital- like tech companies now yeah. as well, like larger ones digital marketing agencies and even like, and they don't have a path to like making money, right? So even they're mm. kind of getting like venture capital funding. So what you've got is like this building full of like invisible money or yes. <laughs> in the game of pyramids. In the, in, 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 in the, in the game of pyramids, we, uh, we cancel Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah. You either, you either sell or you have a garage full of fucking Herbalife shit. The thing, they'll all be fine. Like, Adam Newman will be fine. The venture capitalist losing money hand over fist, giving him, like, just check after check so we can get an even more rosewood-scented soap, they'll be fine. Most of the people who's... I mean... Most of the people who are tenants in WeWork companies, even, they're also venture capital-funded. They'll also all be fine. The people who are going to get fucked are not any of the people who are involved in this stupid money-go-round. The people that are going to get fucked are people in WeWork competitor buildings, like a podcast about how the future is bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'll I'll, I'll go into this as well. Uh, this 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 is the most important thing about Newman himself. Well, he's known as a fierce and unpredictable negotiator whose bargaining tactics include tequila shots. He's also always ready with a pep talk about finding your purpose, doing what you love and making people feel less alone. Um, Newman told a reporter that in 2017 that WeWork's 11 figure valuation has less to do with anything like revenue and more to do with its energy and spirituality. That's right, everybody. He's a dumb Jack Dorsey. The single most powerful word is the word we. Damn. Damn, people, people be saying that. I mean, my doctor, my doctor be saying that when he's just like, maybe it's time to take off the adult diaper. Yeah, yeah. it's Uranus has shifted into alignment, and my company has a multi-billion-dollar valuation. We are, we are now firmly in in the world where venture capital has become a golden shower of privilege for Adam Newman. Amazing. <laughs> you can't say the phrase "we live in a society" without the word "we." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if any if if anything it's time to end there. Um so I'll say to everybody, A, thank you for listening. B, thank you for coming on if you've been on. C, come to our live show on the 30th of this month in London, Star of Kings. Tickets are in the description. You know they the are. deal. Oh yeah. And we can also announce the full cast of this particular episode including Alice will be live yes. on stage. For your viewing Finally pleasure. Finally getting out of the house. Real Paul Joseph <laughs> <yeah>. Watson hours. <laughs> Who the fuck no, up? Alice read my mom's book about like finding yourself in your like in your 60s and she's becoming a lady entering her third age. <laughs> yeah. Imagine her shock. Imagine, Imagine her the shock. shock. Imagine. Um, um, I, my book is out on the 30th. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, sp- I'm spending my book launch day doing a podcast in a basement. Um, <laughs> How fitting. How very fitting. Uh, I might sell some copies. Maybe you should buy one. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be when, when is this episode out? Uh, Thursday. Okay, so I will have been in the Times by then. Yeah. And, I, and I'll be in Guardian Long Reads today. Awesome. So you should, you should, oh, you should, you, yeah. So you should, yeah. So you should, so you should like yeah. read that and then so buy the book. Read that, buy me. the book, buy tickets to the thing, uh, yeah. assist me oh. in taking over the podcast from Riley and my Democratic <laughs> food. Exactly. Uh, I mean, half the money that we make will go into my legal defense fund to sue my wife's boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> Huge. And also, if you're going to yeah. be in Cambridge on the 
15th of June. <laughs> so uh, I still I still never remember it. Uh, which then is a Saturday. That, we're we've do got a live show at Wolfson College. A live-ass show at Wolfson College, Cambridge. It should be yeah. really fun. Come out to that. So, hey, also, tickets in the description. Um, there's discounted tickets for students as well. Um, also, uh, this is coming out on Thursday. The, th- this Thursday, the 23rd, which is today. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out. Uh, there will be a smoke comedy at the Secford where headliner will be huge friend of the show, Olga Cox. So, Hello. Do come down to that and see your girl. Um, and also, if you're in Brighton, some trash boys came out the last time I was in Brighton. I'm doing shows there on the 31st of May and the 1st of June. Uh, my show is now much better than it was. So please do come to that. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening and see you later. Bye. Ciao.